Welcome back. Week four. Four. We get that wrong a lot, hey? We have no I idea. I have what no concept we, we, of time. Yeah, we, we have no idea what day it is, apparently. Um, okay, week four of Murderous Women Month. This week, we did Ruthless People by J.J. McAvoy. 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 I don't know. I don't know why I read it as McAvoy. I think in my head I had that too, but it's Mc... Maybe it is pronounced McAvoy, but it's A-V-O-Y. Oh, that's not right, Ben. Yeah, so McAvoy. McAvoy? J.J. McAvoy. She's also... um, She's a person of color, isn't she? Yeah, she's a person of color. Oh, wait, she's Canadian. Oh, look at that. Accidentally finding Canadians. What? Found another one. Yeah. I didn't realize she was Canadian. Oh, my God. I loved this book. Canadian. We've been doing a lot of... We just been like stumbling across a lot of Canadians. Yeah, we I, I remember Marrow, when we were like, Weaver. Remember when we were like, oh, we could do Canadian Month, and we we're like, we don't know any Canadian authors. Apparently, we know way more than we thought. I think it's because we've, I think it's because up until recently, I never bothered to read the, the author yeah, things, the author and I and yeah. I've been doing that more often recently, especially if it's an author I haven't read before. I've been, yeah, reading like their little bios. Okay, so. Canadian. Canadian. Just discovered that to be a Goodreads. Um, still didn't read the bio on this besides the Goodreads bio. Um, okay, so this is a dark romance. I don't know. No, this is a mafia. This is a mafia romance. But it's a mafia. But well, would you... Co- this is definitely dark romance Like, would you consider... I mean, you could argue that mafia is dark romance, like but s- I think mafia is its own cause category but aren't all mafias i haven't read a single mafia that wouldn't wouldn't be also considered a dark romance i mean that's why the argument is like it could have could you could argue it's a dark romance okay so um mafia romance slash dark romance um okay so i had arranged marriage and then i also yes. had marriage of convenience because they go through with it for the sake of their companies yeah so would you consider it a marriage of convenience as well like it it was an arranged marriage that turns into a marriage of convenience because they're like yeah fuck it we'll just go through with it i mean not really because like, it was arranged. so quickly that so quick like i think it started off as a marriage of con- well at least for liam it started off in a, or no at least from both of them Melody. started off as a marriage of convenience because he then sees liam it as- like fell in love with her literally 10 days into it so I forgot. I kept forgetting the timeline, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. This is like, read the back of the book, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Well, (laughs) wait. So, uh, I also have Enemies to Lovers. Yes. And then I have, obviously, Murderous Women. Was there anything else you could think of? Um, Besides Mafia? Yeah. Mm. Would you consider this suspense? Like, not Not really. really. Not really. That's all the big ones that I could think of right off the bat. Um. Yeah, that's all that I could think of right off the bat. Okay. Back of the book. To the outside world, they look like American royalty, giving to charities, feeding the homeless, rebuilding the city, 
behind closed doors is a constant battle of, for dominance between two bosses, cultures, and hearts. Ruthless People is a romantic crime fiction set in modern-day Chicago following the life and marriage of Melody Nisi, Giovanni, and Liam Callahan, rivals by blood and Rivals by blood and leaders through fear, their marriage was arranged by their fathers in hopes to end the years of bloodshed between the Irish and the Italians. Liam, next in line to lead the Irish, believes he's getting a simple-minded wife, one he can control, one who bends to his every need, the complete opposite of Melody. Bred to be a boss, a world-class marksman, master of disguise with no mercy and no fear. 24 years later, she has achieved more than any man could ever dream of, killing anyone who steps in her way. She knows exactly what type of man Liam is, and she would rather die than give up the power she spent her whole life building. But with no family left, she must learn not only to work with Liam, but the whole Callahan clan. The mafia is of the past is evolving, and with rival bosses gutting for them, Melody and Liam will have to figure out how to work as one to take down those who stand in their way, all while keeping up appearances. Power, family, and respect are everything. So that's, I don't think that's a very good back of the book description. I guess, because it wasn't like she was born and bred to lead. It was like she just took over when her father wasn't capable of taking out. I mean, she was born and bred in the sense that she's like a mafia child. Yeah, but like, her dad didn't want her to lead. Like she just kind of took over. She was just kind of like, "There, there, dad. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it from here." Yeah, I mean, she's super smart. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, trigger warnings. I mean, there's pretty graphic violence. <laughs> um, for sure. I would also say like the loss of the baby, and not through like. Like maybe I would just go generally loss of loss of a baby because like it can be triggering in different ways because the grief like you get her grief after the fact mm-hmm. and I could see that being triggering in any form of like a loss of a child. Also, they talk about Liam's twin dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like his mom going through like a lot of grief. And like it, like really pulling apart the family for a while. So I would say that's like one big asterisk chiller trigger warning. But I would definitely like look up the author's website because there are a few, and like some of them are like also it's just very graphic violence. Yeah. Um. So this is a three point nine on Goodreads, and has thirty two thousand ratings. I think I that's that. pretty accurate. Yeah. I can because, like, it does have a lot of five stars, though. I feel like when I was looking at the Goodreads thing, it has, like, a lot of five stars, like, a ton of five stars, and then, like, the rest of them are, like, half four and half threes. Mm. Oh. Um, this is book... But that's, like, 32,000 ratings. That's a lot. That is a lot. But this it is did came out, like, probably, like, what late teens. Late 2014. Yeah. Because this is book one of the Ruthless People series. There's four in this series, and then, and then the they follow their kids. In a different series? In a different series. It's like Children of the Vice or something. Oh, 
Interesting. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I read the back of the books because I'm like. And you were I'm, like, wait a second. No, I read the first three and then they have one more. Yes. But like by the third book, they have all their kids. Um, But I started reading the back of the books, the, the kids ones, because I was like, do I want to go and continue this ser- like into the next series? Mm. And they didn't have it. I like I didn't have any interest in reading the kids series. So I still haven't read the last book, though. Yeah, I, interesting, I didn't realize that there was, like, a series with the kids. That's a very, like, classic mafia thing to do. A lot of authors do that, hey? Well, just, like, in general, like, you follow a group of people, and then you just kind of, like, if they, you just kind of go with their kids. Like, you see that in the, like, um, Addicted series, the Callahan Sisters series, not the Callahan Callaway sister series yeah. and then now in the, like the Rena like Kent us does a lot that a lot Rena Kent that's literally what like this all like, of her series are like connected yeah this is what her like latest series is about is all the kids yeah and then uh Cora Riley's doing that even though I haven't heard I haven't heard much buzz about her books lately recently anyway. yeah. yeah um yeah it's a very big thing so, okay. So this is about Mel- Melody 20 They're She's both 24. in their mid 20s. Liam's like 27. I thought he was 26. No, I think he's like a couple years older than she is. And then cuz his brother is 32, like in his early 30s. Okay. So Liam is Irish mob. Yeah. Obviously Liam and uh, then Liam is the, they're Chicago. So he's based in Chicago and she is like, so she's the Italian mob, but she is yeah. like West coast. And then they go all the way down into he's like East. He's yeah. Basically he's East and she used to run the West. And then she also was like a big portion in, she still had like a lot of influence in Italy. And then also she was able to get down into South America as well. And then he sees it as like, I get east and west. Look at me yeah, go. Yeah, he basically was just like, I'm gonna inherit this guy's like, all of his stuff. Empire. Like, I don't know why it he hurt. didn't look into that and was like, this is suspicious. Because he was a cocky ass bitch. He was a cocky. That's literally like he went into it being like, I get all this free stuff. Basically, I have to do is marry yeah. this girl. And like, yeah, he was very like. And there was even a comment about like, well, they're both, both are Catholics. They don't believe in divorce. So he's like, we got to fucking make this work if we do it. <laughs> like that was a comment. He was like, nah, fuck it. She can't even divorce me because it's not a thing. Well, you can't divorce in the mafia. Come on. Um, But like, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, he's a cocky ass bitch. Um, the first scene really starts with a bang because basically the first time they meet she shoots it's honestly still my favorite part of this book i that was that's what i wrote my favorite part too it's their first meeting because he basically tries to control her and she's like uh no because he was just like he went in because he was like i i'm gonna get like obviously a mafia girl like a mafia daughter like it's just like like to spend my money yeah she's gonna spend all my money she's gonna not she's gonna be a housewife Basically. Which is exactly how, like, like his, arm, like a trophy wife. Like basically. his his brother, his 
cousin, cousin and his mom are all like kind of trophy wives. So he's like, yeah, I'm just going to get basically someone that's going to stay at home. And I'm just going to inherit this this entire I empire. get to like run around doing like fun stuff and run yeah, the world. Yeah, and he also and thinks he's like, like, like obviously he's like a certified genius except for the explanation on why he's a genius makes absolutely no fucking sense to me why did they say he because was when he was so he was born premature and like they had oh to, so he like was just studying all the time yeah so yeah, his dad would come in part. he would read like newspapers and like really scientific novels and i was like that doesn't make that doesn't make you a genius i think he does have a high iq he does have a high iq but like he like the explanation on why he was really smart and why he he was able to jump grades is because he because read he, a lot. In yeah, the and it was just like that doesn't make any sense. But whatever. But like he goes in and she's not at the meeting for him to like sign the contract and then basically uh, he shows up to her interrogation of a guy. Yeah, because like what happens for him to go downstairs? They're like, oh no, you can go meet your your what your future yeah, wife. She's, in, she's the basement. in the basement, and, and he's, he's like, like, that's weird. He's like, okay. why would she be in the basement? And then he just basically sees like the guy that he's been after. He's been after like that they have him. That they have him, and she's like interrogating him, and then they're kind of standing back, and he's like. What what's the, happening what the fuck so he watches her interrogate him and he watches her bring out this like guy that is interrogating his pregnant so- like oh my god side yeah, and she shoots her and she's like are you gonna tell me what i want to hear or i'm gonna shoot her and oh my god she happens to be pregnant and he's like no like yeah you can shoot her like i'm not telling you anything and she full out like empties a clip in this in this pregnant woman yeah it's a lot. And then he's like kind of shocked because he didn't think she would do it. And then Liam is like, what the fuck is going on? Hold on a second. On. She shouldn't be doing this. She's yeah. a dainty little wife. And, he, and then, then he, he, he yells at like, her. He's basically like, sweetheart, let the men do it. And she's like, who the fuck is this guy? But the thing is also she did all her research. So yeah. And he didn't. So he didn't know any, like basically anything about her besides like some of the base facts um like how old she was where she went to college yeah but um like her yeah like just really basic stuff yeah he didn't even know how her mom died he's a dumb he was a dumbass at the beginning yeah so then they like fight because he's basically like you should be doing physical altercation physical altercation (laughs) she beats the shit out of him and shoots him in the fucking leg and he doesn't think she's going to, and she literally just shoots him. Like, she does aim through and through of his, like, of his thigh, basically. And she's like, fuck you. And, like, leaves. And then you're basically, like, his his best friend, who's his cousin, and his brother are like, dude, she fucking fought, shot you. And he's like, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> like, I have a gunshot wound. And then, which is really, like... That this is a cinema sin. This is not my worst part. This is not my least favorite part. But this is a cinema sin of like the timeline. Cause he's been shot at the very beginning. They get married three days later, and he just like the the gunshot wound is not an issue. To be fair, she did mention in it that he'd be fine in like three days. Yeah, but then even I mean, when hurt. even when they get to camp. And he gets shot again, which is t- like Although, literally like does he actually, a week later? He doesn't get actually shot. Like isn't it's, it like just it's, like a it's rubber a, bullet? It's a rubber bullet, basically. So it just hurts like a bitch. Yeah, it, it hurts really like a bitch, away. and it bruised his ribs. Um, 
and then it looked like blood or something. I think it broke the skin because it came yeah. from so far away, but it didn't like shoot him. Yeah, just, but like, basically, like yeah. all the all the wounds like don't are like non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like even like Declan gets stabbed in that scene, and he's just like he's a little whiny bitch about it, but like didn't really affect him. I mean, I've I've watched. Okay, I guess I was gonna say I've watched other movies, but that's not a thing. But I realized that this you just is, have cinema sin. So cinema sin. yeah, I mean, true. Although I've never known anyone with a gunshot wound, so hey, you know what? I feel Maybe like it through legit. and through would still hurt. Like, well, through and through your quad, it would hurt every time. If you got a, a bruise on your quad, or like, yeah, that's why I was like, it literally like the it muscle would, would have you to moved. the muscle. It'd have to like, like heal that over. Yeah, it, it would hurt like a bitch for sure. Yeah, it'd be like, like you'd be fine. It just hurt like a bitch all for oh, quite a while. That's yeah, it's a cinema sin. I mean. That is a good scene, though. Uh, I just like that. Just like set the tone for the book, and I was like, I I'm it. here for this. And she does grow. She does grow, like, but it, it like, also never fundamentally changes her. Yeah, no. she's still who she is. She's just like learning to communicate better and to like express her feelings. Yeah, also because it's like so basically. I don't want to say this is my, it's not my least favorite part. There's one particular part that I'm like, eh. but it's him being like his weird, like his like plan to make her like, like fall in love with him. Yeah. It's honestly <laughs> such a fuck boy it is thing. Such a, it's so <laughs> fucking stupid because it is also like, he doesn't understand that like, he just like, she grew up in a very different environment than he did. Like yeah. he grew up with two parents that like, absolutely love each other and she grew up with two parents that fucking hate each other also her mom died and her dad like did not hang out with her at all no so she basically grew up by herself yeah and then he was like i don't understand why she won't ever like she doesn't express she doesn't she express feels. her emotions and she she thinks she doesn't love me and he's like 10 days in and he's like i'm in love with her and he it is a bit of instant love he does he he's basically like this is a woman I wanted but didn't want to say I wanted because it was like kind of far fetched but like she's perfect. Yeah, well, it was also just like the first. Although he falls first. Yeah, he falls first. I guess that's another trope. He that falls is first. Trope. But uh, when he, when they make the rules, well, they're like fucking the first time. Yeah, and he's like, we trust no one but each other. I'm like, you've known each other for like literally two days. It. But at the same time, that's how it's supposed to be. Like they, I know. they're supposed to be really thrown into it because of the fact that they're married, and like realistically, they are at the top of the food chain. Like yeah. they, they're equals. There's literally nobody else they can trust more than the person next to them. I guess. But it was like, I don't know. That that plan was. <laughs> we both we've both read this book before. Yeah. And I will say. It could have just been, like, the mood I was in, but, like, I found this book, like, the first time I read this book, I had such a book hangover. I was, like, holy fuck. It was, like, it was so good. It's still good the second time I've read it, but, like, not quite, doesn't quite hit the same. I also, like, wasn't Mm -hmm. quite in the mood for this book, so I also feel like I came off of Cupid Psycho and was kind of, like, eh, like, not feeling it versus, like, if I had read this book after Marrow maybe I would have had a different feeling because Mara was like such a high and this is this is actually this is such a good book this is a high too it is a good book but 
I feel like the Cupid Psycho kind of like dipped the th- and I was coming out of like the dip and it didn't yeah I feel like I would have enjoyed this more if I read this after Marrow but like the first time I read this I had legitimately the biggest book hangover after and I was like I can't even read anything else like I have to just like like nothing is gonna be better I just need to sit in this book. But you didn't continue with the rest of the series. Because I couldn't. They They're were not, $5 in, in, in the Kindle you shop. You know what? At the time, I I recently went back and was like, oh, I should have just bought these. But in the time, I was like, oh, no, I have to buy them? Because this book is Kindle Unlimited. The first the rest, book. The rest of the series. Which like is very sneaky. There's a couple authors that do that. It's fucking sneaky as shit. Um, the, the rest of the series is paid for. And I tried to look at the library, and the library didn't have it, although the library oh. should have it. This is a Canadian author. Like, we need to fucking stock Canadian authors in our libraries. Um, yeah, you write that petition right now. Make sure you add <laughs> all those ca- Canadian romance yeah. authors. Yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, and then I just, like, I kind of just, like, thought I'd circle back and never did. And I wasn't in the mafia mood after that. I read the next two after, Are they just and as then... Good? They're pretty good, but they are definitely like they don't hit as good as this one. Because this one kind of like you get a little bit of an inkling of what's coming next. Yes, at the end, but they don't really leave you in like a cliffhanger. The no. next, well, the next, the next one leaves you definitely on a cliffhanger. Oh shit! On a cliffhanger, and then the third one, you kind of jump time at the very end. So oh. then they're like in their like midish. They're, they have like all their kids, but obviously she's like, no, they wouldn't be. She'd be like thirty or something. She'd be like early. They'd be in like early thirties, like mid to early thirties. Yeah, yeah, because when they jump time, because they have all their kids by the third book, and then the last book is like, I think Mel is running for president, or Mel is running. She's for a Kevin. senator or something. Yeah, she's right. She wants the like. She wants the White House. Like that was the goal. Um. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't produced the rest of the series. I will. I forgot about this series, and I just like, yeah, I need to circle back because this was such a good book. I I actually really liked Liam. He was he is kind of a fuck boy. He's a fuck boy at but some I point. Like, but he's a very endearing fuck boy. He's very endearing because <laughs> he's like not quite. I don't know. Sometimes I find with the mafia romances is that like the men in them are like they still hurt the women. You know, like they still hurt the heroine in a way that's like kind of unforgivable, but like you can forgive them, but like it's a forgive, not forget. And Liam like never actually hurts her. I like mean, he's yeah. a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good guy. He does. He's like once he's like he knew like once he got married, he was like, I'm stuck with her. Like, yeah. And once he comes around to being like, OK, she's actually like perfect for me and I'm like, really into this. He's like, there's no like one foot in, one foot out. He's like, I'm on this fucking train and we're going like full speed straight ahead and I am here for the ride. Yeah. Cause like, he's like on board and like, I kind of liked it because I liked it. He just, he's, he, he did have like weird ways of thinking how she's yeah to change. very like change and make her feel things for him. That was really, I think that was more the more I mean, fuck boy thing. So, cause basically his plan is like, so she's still resisting and then he's like, okay, so I'm but, going to like, shower her with love then i'm gonna pull away and pretend like i like don't like i'm upset and then i'm going to get like severely injured and she's gonna like have a come to jesus moment and be like i love you and, and this to is be fair 10 days this is not even 10 days in it's like a weekend i think it's a little longer i think because like by after like camp weeks. after camp it's like a month a month yeah so, so 10 like, days in 
I think that it does work. It does work. But then but at it's the also- end, because like at the end when she's like going through her grief stage, they're all confessing their secrets. And then Neil like, sh- confesses it. And she's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and she's like still like not talking. And then she has that moment in the plane where she's like, also, Neil told me that you got him to shoot hit shoot you so so you would forgive him for a thing he did when you were 12 she's like who the fuck do you think you are why in the world do you think it was a good idea and he was like ooh i love how you're like feeling emotions right now but also like i'm so glad you're talking but like i love you <laughs> and neil's like oh neil's like i didn't actually think she would retain any of this information, information. <laughs> And he's like, I'm in trouble. And she's like, yeah, you're in fucking trouble. But she also, like, broke his face. And she tased him in the balls. Yeah? Just tased him, I think. Oh, I thought she tased him in the balls. Yeah, she did tase him. Um, But, well, okay. So, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say, like, I really loved Liam. I also forgot how soon the sex happens in this book yeah it's like the first like like 25 percent in and you're they get your first sex scene and then they like they have sex the rest of the book yeah that's how they deal like every time they have an argument they're they, like, like or anytime they need to deal with something they they're like let's fuck and he's literally he cannot take her hand his hands off her like, which he, is like nice i did like that about this book i also did like the fact that they they are together the whole book like the book is a the book is them getting through things together. It's not them. It's not them getting together. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I like, I like that. I feel like I needed that. I love books where the couple has to like go through things together. Not the, the plot isn't them getting together. It's them like together fighting the same foe. She's so loud. Yeah. My, my cat is I'm very loud right now. Um, I have two least favorite parts, but yeah. Also, actually, I loved, I thought, so when we got to the losing the baby, so basically she gets pregnant. I Oh yeah. The only thing that that, was like a rule. He was like, oh, we're never going to use condoms. And and she's like, good thing I'm on fucking birth control then. I, that never was quite explained how that like came about because she very clearly said she was on birth control well i mean birth control is not 100 percent. that's true so maybe yeah i was just like a one of those like freak accident things but so she ends up 10 weeks pregnant when they like find out and um liam is like over the moon he's like so happy about this baby and she's like this was not part of the plan yeah, because she was like, he was like, so how soon do you want, like, are we going to start having kids? And, and she's, she's like, like, not t- anytime soon. Yeah, he was like super. And he was like, so I, I assume you're just going to try to withhold having kids for as long as fucking possible. And she's, she's like, like yeah. yeah. So I, the thing is, so when he tells her, so they go to camp. They end up leaving camp together. They go to that fucking wedding. Yeah, she wears shit up. white. She wears white. I love I that did. part. I love that part when she, when shows, she shows up to up the wedding. 
and she's like your your dress the other late the other the bride is like your dress is white and she's like do you like it it like i just thought it looked like white is my color yeah she was very <laughs> like snarky about it which is it was pretty funny and um they blow shit up and then set the venue on fire and then leave and then the couple's basically like we're gonna fucking get you that couple the russians come back blow up their fucking house and they set a distraction in like one wing of the house also this house that has got wings it must be massive they're they're rich yeah yeah all of you tell them and then she's like they're fighting people and she's like oh fuck there's nothing in this wing like all of our important shit is in the other wing She's like, there's no way none of them are there. She's like, if, if it was me, I would have got a blueprint in this house and I would know that. So she like ditches the fight, saves Olivia. That's another thing that like. I fucking hate Olivia. And so I think there's, I, I, th- the way that I, the way that I pictured Olivia, who's like one of basically her sisters in law, it's like, it's um, Liam's brother's wife. And she's like basically a Barbie. That's the way she like. Like, just a dumb blonde is what, like, Melanie calls her. Mm-hmm. And I think Melody was just like, I thought, I think it's a setup for something to happen in a later book. Like, it's a setup. I'm not going to tell you anything. Because something is going to happen between them. And it's, like, it's it's clearly setting up the relationship for the later book. And do then, you want to know or do you want to? No, re- I want okay. to. Don't spoil it. Okay. And then, so she runs to the West Wing to, like, save all their shit. And she starts, like deleting shit off computers and like sending things to other places. And then she basically just gets, she turns around and gets like immediately stabbed. Like there's no fight. It's just like stabbed the, the stomach, like straight up to kill the baby because they knew that they were like pregnant because they stole her doctor and like tortured him until he told the truth. Oh, I thought he just gave up. No, they tore, they sent, they literally sent his hand. Oh, to the house and she's like you motherfuckers so she's lying there and then the so she's lying there bleeding out the baby's dying liam's outside tying the other the russian husband like the so the son and this bitch's husband to two cars and yanking him apart i love it and very then very like medieval before this guy dies he's like where's your wife liam and liam's like you motherfucker and then they find her. She loses the baby and, like, goes through this, like, 30 days of, like, grief. The 30 days, I feel like, was kind of short. But then again, like, it's not that the grief will be over. I think that she just, like, will mourn differently. Like, she needed that, like, initial mourning period of, like, I just need to sit and how awful this feels. Mm-hmm. And Liam was so nice. Yeah. And, like... I was expecting that to go. I don't know. I just was expecting him to be kind of a dick about it. Well, I don't know. The entire, but he ended up being the, like the such a nice book, guy. He's like, I want you to feel things besides like obviously like hate and, and like anger. And like, I think her feeling grief and sadness. There's like, just so much that she just like, she just like shuts down. She just like doesn't speak. Was sleeps, it in that's the, it. Was doesn't it in even the eat. hospital? No, it was in, in their house. Uh, he wants to leave immediately. Still in the house? Or in a different room of the house because their, well, obviously their wing blew up. I try to. I'm trying to picture their bedroom because, like, for some reason, 
Because I know it's like it's I like picture very medievally. I don't know why in my head yeah, I picture I pictured, like a four like, poster bed with like the poles on either side and dark, full fireplace, lots of dark colors. Yeah, I picture like like a dark wood, like and then reds, like, greens. Reds. Yeah, yes. that's what I pictured that. <laughs> I, say, I also like pictured for some reason a big window. Yeah, I pictured his ceiling that was also painted or something, or like it's like there's like very medievally where it's like yeah. you know where they're like um, framed like mm-hmm. little squares. Yeah, like I picture yeah. very like and then. <laughs> Like I, for some reason I don't know. I know their bedroom would probably be like fucking massive. Yeah, I picture it being huge. But for some reason, whenever they talk about the layout of the like the bedroom of how like how quickly they get from like the bed to the the bathroom or to, there's like a desk, I always picture this bedroom being like so fucking small. The fact that it's got a desk in the bedroom, the the bedroom's like I mean, like and he's a TV. Like a workaholic, so like it makes sense. I can like immediately. I don't know. It's funny because I don't think. The, they must have described it briefly, but you immediately picture what this fucking room is. Yeah, I love she, how we have the she, exact same She picture. stands, like, cause he, like, on their wedding... Was it wedding night? Or, like, no, no, no. It's, like, the... But, like, when he blows up the plane. Yeah, and she's, like, you're dumbass. And dumb he ass. finds her in the bedroom, and she's describing this bedroom. And she's... It's, like, the first time she's literally been in this room. Yeah. And she's like describing it, and I was like vividly. I was like, this "Yeah, is I super, this too. super guy's room." Um, and yeah, so she basically like is in this like. She's basically just dissociated, and she's just like, just completely dissociated, and just like sitting, and just staring at his face. She's not yeah. speaking. She's like barely eating. She only showers like after the first like two weeks. They like she doesn't even shower herself, and um the in order to get her to feel better the family comes in and like confesses shit to try to like get a reaction of her because they're like so worried that she's like not angry and like her normal like fuck you self so they come in and like confess bad shit to like hopefully get a reaction out of her but that was like i think that was liam's idea right i don't know because it starts with no, I don't think nobody knew that everybody else was doing it. Oh, they were all yeah, just yeah. doing it because they like couldn't. And then at the and then when she admits that like she, Neil told her, they're all like, "Oh fuck!" And she's like, "Oh yeah." And your cousin wants to fuck me, and he's like, "I'm sorry, what?" Because <laughs> like they basically all confess like random ass shit except for the the parents. The parents are like normal people, but all of the like the brother. The cousin and their wives all confess some like random like dark deep secret. Because mm-hmm. like, is it K- Coraline? Coraline, she calls him Cora. She then- kills somebody in the scuffle to like get to the safe ha- safe room in the house after when the house is attacked. Olivia is almost raped and is a rape victim and admits that. Declan admits that he actually wanted to fuck her. And but now it's okay because he's actually back into fucking his own wife, but his wife doesn't want to fuck him because now she's pissed at him. And um, Neil was like, "I'm sorry, I shot him. He told me to." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "So it's like, so she's basically like sitting there. She's listening, but she's just like, and she's like, these fucking people. <laughs> like, yeah, she's just like, I, I just want to be alone, breathe in peace." Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And Liam just comes in and he comes into her the room and just sits there and basically tells her all the things that is happening in their business. And she just sits and he just like talks to her about like what he's doing, 
who's on the shit list. And I did find that, she, like, in terms of on page, like, description and, like, telling, it seemed like she was doing more moves and, like, like more, like... She's the brains of the operation. Yeah, it seemed like... Because, like, they say talk about Liam being, like, oh, he's a genius and he's, like, really good at business... But, like, on page-wise, the only thing he really, besides, like, the ending when he's telling her, the only thing he actively does and makes a decision on his own is to blow up that plane, which ends up being, like, a bad decision anyway. There's a couple things that he does. Oh, he blows up the cars. He really wanted to blow up those cars. But they, she very much, like, she's a better planner than he is. Well, the thing is, it's, like, he really underestimated how smart she was because he was like, oh, she went to community college. And she was like, yeah, I went to community college because I didn't need a fucking Ivy League. To be smart. (laughs) Yeah, I just needed to get in, get out, get know the things I needed to know without being like around pompous ass people. Yeah, she's like, I just wanted to, like, I didn't want to deal with the politics. And even that, she meets Adriana. Adriana, which is like her best confident, like, confidence. Yeah, her like, like, not quite her second in command, but basically. Like, because Adriana doesn't command anything else. She's it's like basically her, her two, assistant. Like, if she had two branches, it's Adrian like, is like intelligence. And yeah, and then Fidel, Fidel and Mont, who are kind of like, like or go, who like go back and forth because one of them will fuck up, and she's like, "You're out into the next." One. Yeah, and they they're like the muscle. Yeah, they're like the doers. Yeah, they're like his like her like hands, and she yes. and Adriana's like her ears. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Because, um, like, also, the violence in this is pretty fucking graphic, hey? They literally, like, tie this guy to a car, pull him apart. Then the end, when they strip the girl and, like, I tie her to the Jeep and just about drive the Jeep away part. with her tied to the... They're like... Yeah, like, and then her like head goes underneath the wheel, too, and they describe what her head looks yeah, like. Yeah, she just, like, they just, like, they literally just... And they, like, turn the music up to, like, like, oh, she's screaming yeah yeah it's like actually quite like it's for this is a pretty graphic book like neither of us are screamers with violence but like it's like legit like it's hot there it's it's serious yeah. there's some serious fucking violence in this my okay my least favorite part is the jumping around to other people's perspectives i do i find it kind of fucking confusing so declan and Coraline do get their own book yeah and it is pit- it a prequel it, it's kind of i think it kind of is a prequel but it mostly i think it's when like it does it overlap between book one and two no i think it picks up in book two okay when they try to start having a baby oh okay because like i kept being like okay like i could see the authors very clearly setting up Coraline. To, to like there's she's setting up some sort of storyline here yeah and she wants us to be invested in her but i just kept being like and then you got neil's point of view sometimes right yeah i just kept being but like i don't, like, I don't neil ended up getting a book no you even got olivia's point of view once when did you get olivia when she was talking to oh uh, uh oh when when neil is like you're not the princess. You're not the queen here. You're the princess. If you can't be, if you can't be settled for the being for the princess, you need to get the fuck out because you're not going to be the queen here. 
And he's like, you either bow down to her or you leave because you're not going to be in this family if you can't bow down to the like the people who are in charge. And that's Liam and, and Melody. You either, yeah. you either bow down or you leave. Well, it was also really weird because Olivia wanted Neil to be... Because Neil is the eldest. Yeah, she wanted Neil to be the boss. He wanted... She married... She basically, like, married him thinking that he was going to, like, step up and start, like... Yeah, but he's going to take over. He but he's like that. he doesn't He doesn't want to be the boss. And he's also, like, very self-aware that he's like, I'm not smart enough to run I'm not the boss, yeah. We're like, Liam, like obviously he's super intelligent he's obviously the one like i'm gonna make moves and stuff like that okay wait, can we just talk about the, how she fucks natasha up in the church i that love her, that that was such a good scene i loved i loved how she just how slams like, her head against the mirror puts her head in the toilet oh my god she gives him a full like a full like what what's that called a a, a whirlpool is that what a, it's called a, a something a whirly? A, wor- a swirly? Swirly. We there were so go. close. We were so close. <laughs> it took us a while to get there. I love, I love, I think. That was such a good I, fucking my scene. My favorite thing is like in, when you're in Melody's point of view and she talks about like how, when she ever, she talks about someone she like fucking hates. I just, I absolutely love it. She's just like, the, she's like, I, fu- I should have fucking killed that The bitch. best part is they then send her to an asylum. Yeah, because she, she tries to. <laughs> charge melody with assault for the church no she tries to charge liam she she says that liam beat her and then they're like yeah no we're not doing that yeah so they hack in they make it seem like crazy like she's been stalking liam and stuff because she shows up at the hospital and then she says that like he beat her because people know that they used to sleep together I love she tries the, to fuck them over. I love them when they're reading the the hospital report and they're like bleach in her lungs and she's like Wow, that must have been from. They must use bleach in that on those toilets. She's like, well, at least the toilets were clean. <laughs> I think for my least favorite park was the when you're Declan's point of view. And the weird. He's getting the blowy from hit from Coraline, and he's imagining, and he's imagining Melody. Melody. And I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I did, I did think that was really weird. I then in the end, he's like. Coraline is now like a badass and he's like okay now I'm into you again and like and I don't give a like, fuck about Melody and she's like fuck you bitch like I was here this whole time and you didn't want to like be involved in my life you wouldn't even hold my hand and he's like but I will now and she's like fuck you yeah I was kind of like I'm confused I'm trying to picture because there's that section when she's going through that like training montage yeah that was the probably and- my least uh, I thought that was such a like stall in the like it, it felt very like the story but it's also like i, I get that she was step. setting it up to something else yeah but. but like when she i was trying to picture how her hair looked after she cut off all her hair i pictured like a cute little like um bob like a cute like a short like chin length bob is what i pictured mm-hmm. that's I what i was that. picturing in my head like that it wasn't like it wasn't that it was like gone that she had like like literally like a chin length bob that's what i pictured in my head i can see that Cause I was like, for some reason, when I was reading that scene, I was like, she just gave herself like a pixie cut, like or Adriana like cut it all off. No, I think it's like a bob. Like they cut a, cut the ponytail and they trim around it. Because the issue was she was like, oh, Adriana keeps grabbing my like grabbing hair. My hair, and then she's got like a cute little like bob. That's what I pictured in my head. I'd have to reread that it. That section was like really weird because they kept jumping around to 
like different time like it's like the same section of time but every time they jumped to perspective it was a different time it was a different time within that little section so when they came finished so it was like her montage was all one chapter. Yeah. And then they kind of jump backwards it, it ends, to go into the camp yeah. again and then overlap with that. Ha- it yeah. ends with her meeting them at the airport. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I and had to go back and reread because the end of her chapter is her at her, the. Yeah. With Declan. The, yeah. Like, and then I was like, and then the next chapter starts with camp. Melody, and I was like. Yeah. Go in camp. And I was like, like, but I'm then she, confused. but Melody walks up to her when she gets, she's at the airport meeting them at the plane yeah and then you get Declan being like what the fuck did my wife do with her hair and yeah I was like when when is this I remember being really confused the first time um that I I did that I was like I'm confused how we got here um yeah because that that was how my I just found the Coraline chapter like just so like a little flat in compared to the rest of the book but i realized that the author was obviously setting something else up Mm -hmm. for it so like you did need it but that was still like a little flat point for me okay so ratings what would you give this um i because the first time i read this i gave it five same i think rereading i'd probably give it like a four and a half same that's what i give it to and i can't tell if it's because like it's still really good it's still the best mafia book i've read yeah agreed but I also because in this one they're both mafia bosses versus like one of them i also do like that like because you know like most mafia books you they're like oh we just gotta like there's a there's a rival gang that wants to like take over our turf or like they're yeah. selling in our our streets and, like, that's the beef where, like, this one is literally, like, the police commissioner and then they blow oh, up the yeah. police, the, the, like, police station, I think it is. And they, like, light the police station on fire and then they donate to... No, they, li- they literally, they blow up his house and they blow up the... Um, the the meth lab they were trying to and they burn like oh, yeah, a bunch empty, of police and then they the donate empty. and then they kill off like families like they left a little girl alive and then they didn't realize they did and then the police commissioner's like you left a little girl with no parents and they're like oh fuck we guess we gotta go kill that little girl and they go and literally kill the little girl and then the police commissioner tries to like like off himself because he tries to commit suicide because he's like, it's my fault that little girl died because I told you you left her alive. And you were like, oh, fuck, no survivors. We know the rule. <laughs> it's actually so fucked. I do like, and then when you get to the later books, you they, they, they like start thinking like bigger because like obviously this is like a very, like they're very rich and they're very powerful. And like, yeah. they're like the American royal family is what they're called. So they're like, obviously like they just... The only other thing that I think of is they don't actually talk about any legitimate businesses. So how do people think they actually make their money? I have no idea. Because like no idea. everybody else, you know, all mafias have like a front of some sort. Yeah, but I also these guys like don't have they don't have a single front. Yeah, I didn't think of that till right now. But I do like how like they're they're aiming for bigger things. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never just, like, oh, I want to, like, we're keeping Chicago and that's it. It's, like, 
no, I want to take over the fucking world. Like at the very end, the last book is them. They wanted to be in the White House. I think. Yeah. And then she runs for senator in the not the not the third book. No, no, no. But she is eventually a senator. But she doesn't. Wait. She runs for senator in the third book and wins. She she must because that's definitely. The th- but I read sure, the thing. I, I remember the beginning of that book, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't remember how they got to that point where she runs for senator. I don't know, but um. Because at one, one point, William's in jail. Yeah. Because I read the back of that book, and I was like, no, I can't spoil this for myself, and I stopped doing it. But, um, okay, so four and a half. Yeah, I would, honestly, a four and a half or a five is accurate. Like, the Goodreads rating is a 3.9, which is still, like, accurate, but a little on the lower side. Like, if this was had been, like, a 4.1, I would have been like, yeah, that checks. Um, Would you recommend this? Yes. Yeah, you recommended this to me. So I, I read I'm this. just saying that, like, oh, so I, read this I have some bomb-ass recommendations, <laughs> and Ayesha fucking sucks at it. I just... And she also I refuses to read anything I recommend. That's not true. I read a lot of stuff you recommend. Um, yeah, this was a recommendation, because I was like, oh, I need a mafia romance. And you were like, okay, this one. Um, and this just, like, we both had read this, and we're like, okay, if we do Murderous Women, we have to add Melody to this list because she is a ruthless woman for sure um would you reread this well yeah yeah i would reread this i mean i own the the next two books i almost want to read like i don't want to buy this but i feel like i need to read read the rest of the series before i do that we need Um, to buy the next couple books so it doesn't matter steam i give this a four it is it's a, a lot four. of sex. It's a lot of sex. They start really it's early. It's crazy because there's so much sex in this book, but at the same time, there's so much plot and there's so much dialogue and you actually like get to know the two characters as separates but also together. Yeah. This is a good book. It's a good book. Cuz I feel like normally when you have that much sex in a book that early, you you lose a lot of plot or like connection between the characters but no this this book is still very good um okay any other last words Mm. no okay um what are you reading right now I am reading. You look so excited. You're like, oh god. Because I just realized that this book is on Kindle Unlimited, so what I was book like, is it? so I, I, this is the second book in the series. The series is called Kink Camp. Okay. And I this heard is of this. it's called uh, Possession by what's the author's name? By Adriana Anders. Okay. But I bought the first book, like, so now it's on Kindle Unlimited. When it first came out, they weren't on Kindle Unlimited. But I bought the first book because it was on, like, sale for, like, 99 cents. And I was like, sure, why not? And then I realized it was the second book. And then I saw it finally came out. And I was like, uh, and it's on Kindle Unlimited. And I was like, ah, oh, great, amazing. And, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it's, it, honestly, it, they're short. Well, the first one was short. This one's like 400 pages, though, so we'll see how... What do you consider short? Like, two? It was like 200 pages, yeah. Okay. It was a good, a good short read, and they're like different... They like... Like, uh, each of them has like a different kink, so like the first one's primal. 
Oh, fucking love Primal. And it's called, so the first one's called Hunted, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Uh, and then this one is about, he's like a sadist. And I've never read a book where they explicitly are like, sh- like, obviously we've read books where like, there's like rough sex in it, but like, I never read a book that's explicitly like, this is a sadist and this what is like, this is what the things that like identify you as like you have a sadist kink. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like we've read like BDSM and like. But that's like. Like Dom, but like sadists are very different than like just like a Dom. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's like the opposite of what I'm reading. I'm going to try to get through Happy Place by because <laughs> I am like, We're it's a summer read, and I'm right. like trying to get through all the summer reads before the end of the summer. And there's obviously only a few weeks left, and I'm like determined to get through summer romances in summer. So I'm, I'm still on hold at the library. For I'm really those. trying so to get it's through be it. Like, November and I'm gonna be reading like I'm gonna be reading Happy, Happy Place. Place. Yeah, so I'm trying to get for that because I'm determined to read all my summer romances in summer. Otherwise, I gotta wait till next summer. I don't wanna wait that long. That's not how. Well, I mean, that's not really. Yeah, but if I wanna work in the summer, it's not really apply that way. But um, okay. Uh, that's all we've got for you this week. So, as usual, YouTube, find us. Instagram, find us. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. It's really helpful when you do those things. Tell a friend. Share our podcast. It's really helpful. We, The best thing you can do is rate, review, and subscribe because that helps other podcast people find us on podcasting apps. So we really appreciate it if you do that. Um, the website is up. Check it out. We appreciate anyone who wants to be on our email list because we've got some things coming up. Uh, there are some community things that are coming down the pipeline with other collabs. And we also have a book box launching in the new year. You guys will be the first to know because you're listeners. Inside scoop. Um, otherwise, that's all I have for now. Find us on Instagram, engage, suggest books to us. We haven't finished the November books, so we need some. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye.